welcome to my show. Today we have Rafael Torres. Rafael Torres is a man of many hands, so we're going to let him uh, kind of introduce himself, <laughs> go through the process of explaining to us who he is. But uh, Rafa, Rafa is a, an old friend of mine. We have known each other for a couple of years now, and I'm finally, um, you know, in a place where I feel like having him it, it, you know in the show actually will honor his time with that um because of the reach and obviously the the track record already of doing this podcast and i'm i'm excited to have rafi rafi thank you for being on the show today no oh, thank you for the invitation i love it that you pronounce my name in espanol yeah rafael torres <laughs> um, and that's that's really important um it's what my parents named me yeah and uh, and it make it's music to our ears when someone uh takes the time out to you know uh honor uh, yeah. you as a person by pronouncing your name correctly you know at least trying it trying. out so thank you yeah. thank you for the invitation no yeah it's my pleasure so ravi obviously you're somebody that people have seen probably through uh you know the news and or videos on facebook or you know just something happening in lebanon where your name was mentioned um you know how how would you describe yourself who is rafael torres um how would you do that i'm glad that you said the man of many hats i, I was looking for my hat i actually showed up in a meeting recently on wednesday and when i started uh, state employment years ago uh, I was asked to lead a uh, morale boosting committee, and we came up with Wacky Wig Wednesdays. So all of the government employees, we didn't yeah. do this publicly. We did it in our own offices where people uh, from the public wouldn't see us, and we would come in with you know crazy hats or cool hats yeah. or wigs, you know, just to uh, you know make things better. So I've been. Uh, there's a group here in Lebanon that we meet on Wednesdays. <laughs> really? And it has to do with the community to help out. And they've uh, adopted the wacky wig, uh, crazy hat day Wednesday in these meetings. Uh, it's funny. important to recognize the times that we're in, you know, socially distanced, uh, everything's via Zoom on, on social media. But who is uh, Rafael Torres? Rafael Torres is a public servant. Um, and I've been a public servant for, for many, many, many years. But locally here, right now, I currently serve the veterans of Lebanon County and primarily uh, veterans who are uh, disabled, incarcerated, homeless, uh, low-income veterans of uh, Lebanon County as their veterans employment representative for the state's job center here located in, in Lebanon City called the PA Corelling. That's what I do during the day. And I, uh, during my free time, if I find free time, uh, somebody's uh, approaching me, you know, just to talk, just to figure things out and, and, and try to uh, help them out in their own projects with whatever little bit of information I can share or, or yeah. contribute to. So thank you. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's a great way of introducing yourself. So thank you for that. I know that I know this uh, already myself, but I'm excited to for people to hear it's your story. You have a really interesting story. Um, you have a long track record in different areas. Um, you know, will you will you share your story with us today? 
en Spanish, en español, se dice, uh, ha llovido mucho en esta cabeza. So it's raining <laughs> a lot throughout the years on top of my head is, is uh, saying in, in Puerto Rico. Uh, that means that I come with uh, many years of life, uh, life lessons, you know, good and bad. Uh, so it's 50 plus years uh, of, of story, but I'll, I won't take 50 years to, uh, you know, yeah. relate that story. Um, I was born originally in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, uh, and I grew up uh, in between Lancaster and Puerto Rico. You know, I'm repping today uh, on your show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, I grew up in as a as a young man in training during the 70s and the 80s, and in during the 80s, uh, primarily in a single parent family, which is, was my mom raising uh, five kids on her own on a uh, minimum wage. It was what, 225 or 250 an hour. And she had all these mouths to feed and, and clothe and making sure that we had a roof over our head. So I, I lived that, that, uh, that, that life of the marginalized. It's what, what really uh, uh, it equates to today. Uh, I joined the United States Marine Corps when I was 17 years old. I had already graduated from high school. Uh, my mom was in need of financial support. My brothers and sisters needed that support. So uh, I made it a point to graduate from high school, try to uh, graduate as early as I could. So that way I could financially help my mom out with uh, uh, the current situation that she was in. Uh, then eventually um, after I got out, I, I worked as a corrections officer in the Lancaster County Prison. I worked for 15 plus years in the Department of Human Services, uh, just helping families uh, with their financial needs, uh, identifying resources in the community. Uh, then eventually I, I went on to uh, work with the state, uh, now currently working with the state uh, for the veteran population. And between all of that stuff, I volunteered. I've been a community, longtime community volunteer in Lancaster. And more recently, uh, within the past uh, four plus years here in Lebanon. And that's how I met you. Yeah. Which was, which was awesome. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how we met uh, through the community involvement. And yeah, exactly. I, I remember, I remember when I first officially met you and we were able to again sit down. Uh, grab coffee, chat, talk about community, and, and it, somehow, one way or the other, we kept in touch and kept, you know, kind of like working together whenever the opportunity presented itself. And I, I think it's interesting because um, one of the one of the common themes of a lot of the people that I've been able to interview is that, you know, it, it happened where we sat down, we connected, and then you know, something else develop out of that. So I think that uh, it is fair to say to anyone who's listening or watching this, that uh, if there's anything in this world that I feel like you, you know, you can do to help your life improve and grow as a person is take the time to reach out to people and connect with them, um, which is something Rafi, uh, I think it's, it's an, an expert at, is able to connect with so many different people. And it's something that I've, I've learned from him. 
Um, I guess, Ravi, one of the things that, um, you know, talking about community and how we meant through, you know, caring about the community, one of the questions that I feel like it, it's fair to ask is why, why do you care about the community? Well, um, the, the way that I was um, instructed, because remember I used early on, I, I was a young man in training. See, um, when we have kids of our own and these little people are looking at us for guidance, yeah. you know, yes, we can call them kids and children and they'll forever be our kids and forever be our children. Yeah. But remember that they're the, these kids and these children yeah. will, will eventually be adults. So when I, well, first of all, let me go back to how we met. First of all, I admire your work from early on. And I was like, you know, you, you were speaking my language. And I was like, who is this Amari uh, young man in training? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I yeah. need to meet you. And then so I, I, I made the overture, you know, by inviting you to a coffee and a sit down and, and holding that face to face conversation and it exchanging you know, exchanging ideas, exchanging, uh, you know, how we see life, because just because, for instance, I'm 50 plus years old, and you're 20 some years old, and you grew up in DR, and I grew up in, in Lancaster and Puerto Rico, it doesn't mean that we don't have commonalities, yeah. you know, we have much more in common than we have in difference. It's just that we have to take the time out, invest the time in learning about each other and seeing how how we see how we see or how we can collaborate and work together in the community to make it better. So I care about the community because um, my grandmothers were my example setters. When my parents were going through their struggles uh, as far as a, as a family unit and they eventually separated. It was the grandmothers in my family who picked up the pieces. Yeah. And being the oldest, they made sure that they exerted and shared their knowledge and, and their influence over me to sit there and make sure that, that I was okay and that I was moving forward, not only to support my, my siblings and my brothers and sisters, but yeah. to eventually become a person that gives back to the community because they themselves uh, were uh, community givers. They were givers in their own community. I had one in Puerto Rico, forget it. Um, yeah. If you asked her for money, you know, she made sure that she took it as a teaching moment. Not only did she feed you for that day or, or fed your need at the moment, but she made sure that she gave you a life lesson with it or that she gave you meaningful purpose. Mm. or at least taught you that. And I saw that early on. Same thing with my grandmother here in Lancaster. And, and so they were servants and they were my influencers, my mentors uh, when I was growing up. So uh, for me, I took it personal uh, to continue their work and continue their legacy of making sure that we're okay, that I'm physically okay. And, you know, and that I'm, uh, well taken care of so that way I could be of help to others and there's yeah. many ways that we can help it's not just money there's much more than just money as, as to how we can help people 
So it was through my grandmother's example. And then eventually my mom, she was also a, a community giver. And uh, so it comes from within, it comes from your yeah. surroundings, who you surround yourself with. Yeah, like the people that you spend time with and how they invest their time, uh, that, that definitely does influence um, that aspect. And I guess, yeah. I guess something that caused my attention about um about you is that you're you currently have been working on a project um named WEPA and WEPA yeah <laughs> I I I think that people at this point probably have seen you know the logo and, and the and the Facebook page and the website you know what what is WEPA What, what is WEPA about and how does this connect with your desire to, to serve community? Well, I, I, I get great joy when people see the logo, the WEPA logo. I have an African-American friend um, who grew up in New York City and he, I showed it to him, you know, he lives in, in Lancaster and uh, it was so cool. You know, he didn't, he didn't say WEPA, he said WEPA, yeah. he said it with an accent. <laughs> It was so cool, you. <laughs> you know, and that's what we want with that. That's the, the uh, reaction that we want people to get when they actually see the name, right? Yeah. Because WEPA is joy. WEPA is, is exciting. You know, it's like, you know, scream and shout, let it all out. You know what I'm saying? So it's not a sad word. You know, there's no connotations of, of any sadness, but any sadness. Or, or struggle, it's about joy. And I want what we, when I say I, there's a group of us, I mean, a huge group, because it's the coalition of the willing. By having these conversations, we're identifying people that feel the same way that we do in order uh, and, and for them to be, uh, to buy into the project that I'm actually working on. So WEPA is a term that we use primarily in Puerto Rico, but it's used throughout Central and South America. Yeah. Even Gloria Stefan did a, a song called WEPA, you know. Yeah. But uh, in Puerto Rico, it means a lot to us uh, because, of, because of that. Because we were, there's actually a song that uh, uh, the chorus line is WEPA, WEPA, WEPA. Yeah, which yeah, is, yeah. You know, excitement, you know, let's, let's, uh, let's party on. So, but in English, It took us a while to figure out how is it that we're going to sit there and, and introduce the actual word WEPA to the community based on what we would like to see in our communities. So we came up with WEPA being working to empower people for advancement, W-E-P-A. So we're... we're We want to develop like-hearted, close partnerships with people because we're all in circles, right? We, we have our niche. We have our things that we're good at. I'm not good at everything, but that, at least I know Amari and Amari can you know, help me out and I can help Amari out. We can help each other to make sure that the community as a whole is serviced. You know, it, it, it has the opportunities to grow, even if it's with you, it's with me or with us or whoever. So WEPA is just that. 
it's not even just to empower the people, but it got even better with having conversations uh, with uh, like-hearted uh, people in our community. And and uh, can I say his name? Fitz Roy Lewis. He's awesome. <laughs> I'm glad you're him. saying that because I interviewed him this morning. It's funny. <laughs> you're I was with him. I was with him two and a half hours today. Ah. And, <laughs> and the funny thing is that his wife is calling him on the one phone, and my fiance is calling me on the other. Where you at? And then she. The other way. <laughs> Oh, you know, we're sorry. We kept each other hostage. Yeah. Uh, Fitzroy reminded me that um, it's not to empower people, but to remind people of the power that we all have. Yeah, power yeah. being skills, power being talent, power is uh, desire, you know, desire to do better, desire, uh, you know, and, and talents and skills that we've developed wherever we're, we're at, whether it's Lebanon or maybe our home countries in Dominican Republic or Puerto Rico, but yeah. being able to have that opportunity to share that talent and share those skills, be reminded that you have that and that we need you, that we need each other. So, uh, and, and that was so cool that, that he actually said that. Then he goes even deeper because He's a, I mean, he's a mastermind. Yeah, I, I love he, he is. Uh, well, I mean, I have, I had him on the podcast this morning, and and <laughs> I was just like, you know, but but um, I guess this takes me to to my next question, which is, you know, if you were to give advice to someone about how to get involved with community and community related work, um you know, what would you say to them? Like in the context of how to get involved in, in community activism or, or making the community better overall? Let's go, let's go back to finishing, uh, you know, to remind people of the power that they have. He goes on further saying that power is recognizing our value, a value that cannot be measured. Mm. So, How do you get involved in your community? It's whatever you can give, but as long as you're giving something, mm. that's the whole premise, uh, you know, yeah. uh, about the power. Because unfortunately, there's people that don't get opportunities, right? Sometimes they, like, they'll ask you to come in, but they really, you know what I mean? They're lukewarm to what you're, what you're doing, but then find someone else that you can partner up. Yeah. You know, but don't ever devalue yourself or what it is that you can do to get involved. Everybody has a gift. Everybody has a talent, you know, to, to, to share in the community that you're in. And to be quite honest with you, It's needed. It's needed in all the communities. Um, Amari, I, I was in a service today for, for a public servant yeah. who just recently passed away. And the minute that she stepped foot, her name is M Millie Hernandez from Lebanon. The minute that she stepped foot in this community in 2003, she was off and running. And you know what? She was still running as of last week. Yeah. Uh, She came from Puerto Rico, established herself here in Lebanon, 
made sure that she was helping our people here in Lebanon, no matter how it was and how menial it was. It could have been a small gift, uh, you know, maybe a bracelet that she did or something like that. She was good at gift giving. Yeah. And, uh, and to be able to continue that, not only in the community that you're in, but to be able to share it with others. There was people from Harrisburg here at a memorial service, from Reading, from Lancaster, all throughout uh, the city of Lebanon, you know, and and it's and they all kept saying the same thing, you know. It's not it's good to receive, but you know, let's give something back too, even if yeah. it's a small item, you know. It could be a, 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 a kind word or gesture. That's how you get involved. But I'm gonna go one step further, Amari. You know me. I yeah. yeah. I, I, I can expound on this. That's why I asked. We need to start with our own families. We need to start with our, you know, whatever family is to you. First of all, with yourself. But make sure that if you have little, you have little people, and that you have uh, young men and women in training that are that are looking for your guidance. That at least you're giving something to them. And it's not about feeding them for the moment. It's not about taking care of their needs at the moment, but making sure that they get something that they can use for the rest of their lives. So that's like giving the man a fish for a day and feeding them for that day or teaching them how to fish, you know, for the, for the rest of their lives. We don't want to sit here and have to get together uh, in a sad moment, even though moments when we lose people physically, yeah. are sad, but to be able to be reminded of life's simple lessons, the basics in life, yeah. and uh, we all can contribute, you know, and if they don't want to, you know, if there's an organization or something that you want to contribute to and they, you know, they, they're they not lukewarm to your idea, find someone that, that's going to be able to yeah. uh, you know, accept you and, and, and bring you into the fold. That's what we want to do with WEPA is have that safe space where people can be reminded of their power and their talents and to skill up, okay? And at the same time, be able to take care of their nucleus, whether it's themselves or their families, and then uh, find opportunities where we can learn from each other, you know, whether it's through food, through music, um, you know, all the way from one to 101, because even our seniors, uh, our seniors that are out in, in these group homes or in these uh, senior apartments, there's so much knowledge, there's so much, so many yeah. skills and talents there that they can share with us, but they too have not had those opportunities. Yeah. And especially, Amari, especially in our marginalized, in our communities of color, and I say marginalized because it's not just our community of color, right? But there's also marginalized in all the communities. So it's not just based on race, which I, I don't like that word race. It's, it's based on culture, you know? Yeah. Uh, and you know, you know how I feel about all that, so. Yeah. Um, I think that you may, you're making a great point, which is at the end of the day, just keep looking for opportunities to serve. And when those opportunities show up, 
actually follow up with it and do something yeah. about it. And um, I think that that's a great point to make because a lot of people sometimes get discouraged when they try to do something and it doesn't work out. Um, try again, try again, try yeah. again until at some point it's actually gonna work. Um, yeah. I think that that is one of the most forgotten rules of life, which is like, of course, you know, when you try again, try dif try differently, but, but try, you know? And so um, when it comes to community volunteering and, and finding things to do to help a place be better, uh, it takes that, it takes trying and trying and trying. But I think that, um, I guess when it comes to Lebanon specifically, I wonder, you know, what is your opinion or where, where do you see Lebanon going? Where, where do you see the future of this community uh, of Lebanon going to, towards? Well, you have several options. <laughs> <laughs> And the options are you either stay the same, the status quo. Yep. And You know, and, and unfortunately, uh, I have a whole bunch of Fitzroyisms, and, <laughs> and I write them down all the time. He said one time, he said, no one changes the status quo when it works for them. Oh, wow. He went in deep. Oh, my. <laughs> no one changes the status quo. Wow when it works for them. Yeah. So you can remain the same status quo, you can go backwards, or you can choose to move forward. Yeah. And, and it depends on the individuals. When I say individuals, I'm talking about everybody, you know what I'm saying? Because it's not just one person, it's yeah. the community as a whole. So you have to you have to make choices and we can figure them out. If if you're if you're interested in the community and you're out there, you know who's moving forward, you know who's re doing the remaining with the status quo or who's moving backwards. It, yeah. it doesn't it's not that hard to figure out, but there are opportunities to move forward and changes will happen regardless whether you're in or you're out. Yeah, gonna happen. And for us to be able to progress, uh, then we have to change. So yeah. it's impossible to expect the same or a better result if you're just the status quo or if you're moving backwards and you're not doing anything. So my, I always like to see the glass half full. Yeah. Okay instead of looking at it half empty. So there are a lot of forward thinkers in this community. We just need to get together and stop having these meetings. Meetings are good, but come on now, we go overboard having meetings upon meetings upon meetings. Yeah. And let's, let's put it into action. You know, let's put it into play. So forward is the only way to go and it needs to be diverse. It needs to be inclusive. It needs to offer equitable, not equality, I said equitable, resources and opportunities for everyone. 
okay? To create true independence mm. and to create those opportunities that this community needs in order to uh, move forward. So yeah, no, I I really love the way that you express that, uh, and and I agree. I think that as you said, there's many people who are great forward thinkers, and, and I feel like the community is over time uh, is going to be growing. Uh, if obviously we keep making the decisions that we're making as a whole, in order to uh, help um, everybody kind of like be lift up in the process. Yes. Um, I, I, I think Rafi that, um, you know, me as somebody who's 24, gonna be 25 this year, um, you know, I, I look at somebody like you who has a, a really long track record. You have lived longer than I have. You have experienced more than I have. Um, it will be not intelligent from me to not ask you the following question, which is, you know, what, what advice would you give the younger generation that's coming up um, that it's looking to um, support their families, help their communities, uh, and just be a point of reference in the context of positive um, change in the community? What would you give, what, what advice would you give to the young yeah, younger generation coming up? First of all, my advice to the older generation is to give the younger generation an opportunity to learn from That's our experiences good. and our mistakes, yeah. you know, and, and our visions, you know, our visions, forward thinking visions. You know, when I saw you at first, I was like, I need to, I need to speak to you. You know, I need yeah. to have a, a, a sit down, sit down conversation, and and just hear hear your voice, and just let's figure things out. So my advice to the young generation, like this one over here, I just had my. Hold on, <laughs> a young woman in training. <laughs> uh, so Hola. Cute. Hola. And I have two of them. There's a second There's one. That, yeah, let me let me let me put these. Yeah, uh, yeah. Your number Young, one fans. That can you say hi? Hi. <laughs> that's the future right there. It's it's not me. It's not Rafael. It's you know, it's the younger folks, the young women, and the young uh, men that are coming up. So yeah, we remember. I started with the old, you know, the older generation to yeah. be available for you, the younger generation. Um, the young folks need to seek those mentors out. Yeah, and support groups. Because we're out there. I just had a phone call from a college professor yesterday, a friend of mine, who said, you know, I get beat up in the classroom. Not one of my students has approached me to just ask me, you know, how to navigate life and how to figure things out. Mm. And she's actually mentoring uh, a ninth grader uh, from Delaware. She's here in Lebanon County. Why? Which is okay. 
Yeah. Mentoring somebody from Delaware, USA. Yeah. Her choice. But, and again, that's why I said that the older generation needs to make it known that they're available to the young generation. Yeah. And the young generation, there are folks out here like myself and, and many others that are just waiting for the opportunities to be able to impart, to try to help you figure things out. Yeah. Because when you grew up in during the 70s and 80s, remember I told you about that single parent family? It yeah. was a Marine Corps drill instructor, I mean, a recruiter who actually mentored me at the age of 15. And, I, and he and I clicked and he made sure that I was available to him for the two years from 15 to 17 to make sure that I graduated from school, that I had, uh, you know, resources and, and that I had a go-to person to bounce whatever struggles I was going through. So we need help. I need your help just as much as you might need my help, you know, and be willing to ebb and flow with each other. So age is only a number. We need to be available to help each other out at all times. You know, that's your choice, your personal choice. Uh, Let's be the person in that community that your life is your message to the world and make sure that it inspires. That's what WebPi is in, in, you know, in, in one sentence, you know, be that inspiration, be that excitement, be that joy yeah. for, uh, for our families, you know, for, for our community as a whole. And let's make it better. We, we can do better. We need to do better. Let's find out ways to do that. And uh, I'm, I invite, uh, you know, your, your viewers, your, you know, your, your fan club. Uh, to, you know, learn more about this project, uh, this nonprofit organization that's about to be unveiled. I'm doing the soft opening. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> not, we don't have the nonprofit status yet, yeah. but you can start researching and, and uh, looking forward to what's, uh, what's coming here uh, for, for, this, uh, for the city and the county of Lebanon. And you can, uh, they can log on, wepaempowercenter.org. And uh, or they can call me or they can contact you through your, you know, through your podcast show. And if I don't know anything uh, or I can at least try to point you in the right direction. How's that? Yeah, <laughs> no, it's great. Ravi, I, I am obviously more than grateful to have you today. I think that um, just like this morning, I, this is a conversation that I was looking forward to for a long time. Um, and I think that obviously people are going to be able to listen to this and see and know what is out there in, in the community that it's happening and people that they can kind of like reach out and feel like, Hey, this person, I feel like I can ask them these different questions that I have about community, about life. And they might have an answer. They might not, but if they don't have an answer, as you said, you will point to the right direction. Um, so yeah, I'll make sure that people see the link uh, to to WEPA and and also kind of like follow Lebanon's diversity social and all the social media that you know you're currently kind of like putting information on. Uh, I think this was a great interview and Ravi I don't know if you have one last remark before we uh, end. Well 
my remark is, Amara, it's for you. Keep doing, keep doing what you're doing. Um, you are an asset to this community. Um, we all are in our own circles, yeah. in our own circles and spaces of influence. Uh, I encourage, you know, uh, folks as young as you and even younger um, to, you know, make sure that it's good. Make sure you're doing good stuff because I'm not going to see here and yeah, yeah, yeah. sense of foolishness. Uh, and if you don't understand something, just reach out to somebody to, to help you with your thought process, help you to figure it out. Um, I don't have all the answers, but I love to read. Uh, they keep my, my book club uh, or my personal library keeps growing. Um, I know with the current situation or times that we're living in, uh, it can get better, but you know, uh, let's look at it in a positive way. And if it's too much negativity, then turn it off, you know, yeah. turn off whatever's influencing you. Make sure you surround yourself with people that yeah. are going to support you, accept you for who you are, uh, minus the foolishness, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and that includes me, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so we're out there. So please feel free to reach out to me uh, through my yeah. social media page, uh, Rafael Torres, or Web Empowerment Center. Send me an email or me out there uh, with a silly hat or whatever say hi so yes yeah. that's the best that i can share <laughs> that's awesome well everybody uh thank you for watching and uh make sure that you reach out to rafi if you have any question uh any questions in in general in particular that you feel like he can answer or um to find out how you could get involved with this upcoming project that is going to be unveiled coming soon so thank you everyone and i'll see you until next time Gracias.